0: Hey people, Steve Bloom here. Voice of Spike Spiegel, Wolverine, etc. You're listening to the Nerdy Show. Tell a friend. They need people to listen or they'll close down and I will personally come to your house and take your daughter.
1: Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom, from comics and video games to science and technology. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. Hi, I'm Hex. Hi, I'm Mike. Hey, I'm Doug. And this is State of the Empire, our Star Wars speculation podcast, where we look for news in Alderaan places. <laughs> 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 Wubba lubba <wubble>, dub dub. <laughs> All right. We need a salacious crumb laugh there. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. If you guys are unfamiliar with Mike's voice, you may recognize him from Ghostbusters Resurrection. Thank, Thank you for being here. Yeah. First time on State of the Empire. Woo. Yeah. Aside from being a professional Ghostbuster, he is also a huge Star Wars fan. And uh, it's been quite some time since our previous State of the Empire. Last one was in May we were speculating on what would happen on may the 4th and it turned out not an awful lot there was a full-length star wars rebels trailer but um there was speculation that there would be an announcement of the title for episode 7 which was speculated to be order of the jedi that could happen it still seems kind of reasonable but that didn't happen and, man, there's been so much stuff that I think for a lot of this episode, you know, naturally, this is where we're going to give you our thoughts on Episode 7, the other additional films, and, uh, and of course, Willow Watch, where we talk about the potential future for a, a Willow sequel. Willow. Willow. You know, also, any other news that's happened, I guess the biggest thing that, that the entire internet has uh, Yeah, let's just get out with it just straight away. Harrison like, Ford got his leg broken on the Millennium Falcon's hydraulic door. Okay, oh. now, wait a minute. Now, wait, wait We need to clarify here, because I
2: remember saying it was his ankle. Then they say it was his leg.
3: Really? It was his neck and he's dead.
2: Yeah. It was, but also, they just said hydraulic door. Does this mean the Millennium Falcon hydraulic door? Does this mean that in between takes? Or was it like, oh, we're testing it? Like-
1: the details have been sparse. StarWars.com did not report that the hydraulic door was on the Millennium Falcon. But every other news source from very credible sources said it was the Millennium Falcon. I don't know if that's speculation on their part, okay, but I so don't see really, any reason that they would What is
3: Latino Review reporting? Because that's what we got to be watching. <laughs> <I don't know.
1: laughs> they got some, some stuff correct early, early on, but they've been very wrong. And every time we've reported on them since, so...
2: I just want to separate the facts from the bullshit of it's just like, we know there's a Millennium Falcon set somewhere, so... Logic okay, so, tells us it, it could only be the Millennium Falcon's hydraulic door because there's no other hydraulic door in
3: Star Wars I, anywhere. I do absolutely love, on the Millennium Falcon line, the J.J. The Abrams picture. There was Millennium Falcon pictures leaked, uh, and I say leaked,
1: and I think that there was a de- deliberate leak, but yeah, then J.J. Yeah. Abrams followed it up with this note that was clearly on the, uh, the hollow chest table, which actually is one of the many contributing factors that lends credence to Harrison Ford's ankle right. being busted on the Falcon. J.J. was there within a period of time. And whether it was a leg, whether it was his ankle, either way, it's a fracture, and he's out for six months. Right. And as a result, Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams are once again petitioning the the Disney executives to give them more time and release the film in May of the following year, rather than the December 2017 date that they were given. And I think that that's probably the best call if your executive producer and your director are are once again calling for an extension, and to release in May, the traditional release date of Star Wars, just fucking give it to them. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care when it comes out as long as it's good Like, it,
2: it, right
3: it, take your time it's okay yeah, it's, yeah. if it's a few months as on, long as on, it's good on the
1: note of uh, <laughs> Harrison Ford. Star Wars fans money is good whenever you can get
3: it <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yeah. Matter it's when just you get as good it. then as it is I'm now I'm still budgeting for when it comes out do not rush
2: yeah I did read another article with an interview with Harrison Ford's uh, physical trainer because he's going to he has to get physical therapy for his leg that's interesting I don't know how truthful it is but it sounded it sounded legit and they were just talking about how yes he does have to have physical therapy to be able to you know get healed up so he can you know get back to work as soon as possible and his physical trainer said you know they said oh yeah it's going to be up to six months you know he's whatever and he basically said oh it'll be way sooner than six months and they're like really and it's like yeah he's pretty much already walking again and (laughs) and and, and and then ford is and the unrelenting man and 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 the trainer supposedly the trainer supposedly said yeah he's 71 going on 27 (laughs) (laughs) and just was like amazed at the progress that harrison ford was making and if there's any truth to that then
1: that's totally awesome that's amazing yeah shit oh okay what other rumors have we heard about the potential title for episode seven
2: the jedi order thing is sticking around it's not it hasn't been going anywhere right
1: one one that sucked that was getting a lot of uh, traction a couple months ago was the ancient fear oh
2: yeah Well, that that may be just like a working title bs you know right like uh Blue Harvest. Yeah, Blue yeah. Harvest. Yeah, well, those, those are dummy titles. Right, I mean, right, right. That, right, that, right.
3: That's different than Star Wars Episode Seven: The Ancient Fear, because we well, already know it's Star Wars Episode Seven.
2: Well, the original <laughs> Batman Begins was originally called Batman Intimidation Game. I don't know if that was ever actually the legit title, but that's what they were referring to it as, like, on, like,
3: on <laughs> Batman, and I'm scary, the movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'd watch it. But I haven't heard of any new titles. I'm just waiting for it to be dropped. Any day now, they're going to be like, "Oh, by the way, here's the well, now." Here's the other thing: when they announced the name for Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, that was Shia LaBeouf on was it the MTV Movie Awards or something like that? It was, uh, it was an
3: award show
2: where he announced it. It was like a big, I mean, because yeah, uh, we got
3: we got SDCC coming up, so there yeah, might be a massive yeah, yeah. announcement there, there.
2: Yeah, there was a there was a big thing when Shia LaBeouf did that. I remember I was so excited. I'm like, "What's it going to be called? What's it gonna be called?" And he's like, "And I'm here to announce that the new film is called Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull." And the audience had the same reaction I did, which was, what? Everyone was kind of quiet. It wasn't like, yeah! It wasn't, like, I don't know, it's like, uh, Is this a Indiana joke? Jones and he punches a Nazi. Yeah! <laughs> it's like, no, it's just,
3: uh, I, uh, it's like, when, I want to watch that. It's it's like, like, when they announced, the
0: first- you know, oh, it's episode two, Attack of the Clones. I was like,
3: Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, like, uh-huh. there's something about all these classic style titles for, yeah. for Star Wars, like A New Hope, mm-hmm. The Empire Strikes Back, The mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi. Like, that's why I understood why Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, uh, Revenge of the Jedi, uh, Sith. I get mm-hmm. that. I yeah. understand that. I'm hoping for something that is, like, once again, borderline campy for the titles of episode seven through
1: nine mm-hmm. well hopefully ones that you can take seriously because they really did certainly if kids are going like i don't know about that like that's not a good sign no
3: uh, but the, that's why i'm saying borderline because like empire strikes back it's like yeah uh, that is borderline campy but on the good side right.
2: but yeah, yeah comic-con sounds like might be the place to be hopefully. i was hoping it would be announced like maybe star wars weekends like maybe they don't even have a title yet for All we know but if they do have a title
1: and they didn't do it at Star Wars weekends, what a wasted opportunity.
3: Oh, wait. Yeah. Do we know when the next Star Wars Celebration is going to be?
1: Yeah, it's yeah. going to be in Burbank in uh, next year. I thought it was Anaheim. It,
3: Anaheim is basically Burbank. Okay.
1: It's basically near Disney. That's kind of the point. They wait. wouldn't wait that
3: long, would they, to announce the title? I mean, the movie doesn't come out till 20-something, possibly 2018. It makes sense to me that, like... Because of the way Star Wars is with their franchise, right. they want to have as much control over it as possible. Right, right. Releasing it on Comic Con, it's going to get lost in a flood of things.
2: It's Star yeah, Wars. I, I mean, though. I like, know
1: all, here's the thing. I would speculate there's no chance it's going to be at Comic Con. Comic Con is a complete and utter clusterfuck, right. and it's dominated by a certain kind of film. Star Wars doesn't need Comic Con. No, Comic-Con yeah, you're doesn't right. need yeah. Star Wars. Right, that's yeah. the
3: thing. It's like, to me, like Star Wars would be quote unquote slumming it by announcing an SDCC. Star
1: Star Wars is like, oh, hey, Tuesday's slow. Motherfuckers, Star Wars time. No, true. You're totally (laughs) right. They don't need need an event. They don't need fucking anything. Yeah. If I had to guess when we'd see a trailer, which would probably be where the the name of the film would be announced, I would say this holiday season attached to a large Disney distributed film.
0: Mm-hmm. So and I don't know what
1: the lineup looks like this
0: year. I so Planes
1: three, <laughs>
2: no, dude, but
1: even I, something like Guardians of the Galaxy,
2: which is happening way too <coughs> soon for anything serious to happen. But oh, even Marvel as as films. But I'm like, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if
1: they're going to announce it in front of Marvel stuff now. Star Wars weekends did happen immediately following our, our last update, and they uh, they got Star Wars themed breakfast there. They replaced Star Wars dance off hyperspace with- <laughs> hoopla. Yeah, the hyperspace hoopla with something a little bit more tasteful. I hear it was a character I'm tribute. Actually, I'm probably one of the only people who's actually a little sad that the hoopla is not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad hearing about it retroactively that I didn't get to experience it because now that I like have a restored joy in Star Wars, whereas before I, that probably would have made me physically uncomfortable now yeah. i could view it in sort of a man look at this crazy shit kind of way <laughs> like, you think
0: you'd think that watching all these like star wars characters dance around have like a dance off with you know a bunch of like dj's like talking like yeah blah 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 Up next to like princess leia blah, blah blah but, yeah, I want to see that inexplicable Leia Padme dance-off yeah, thing. But when you get to the point where it's like, okay, we're going to announce the winners, and then the music stops, and the Imperial March starts playing, and Darth Vader comes out dancing to Michael Jackson, you stop caring that <laughs> this is ruining your childhood because, holy shit, this choreography is incredible. The dude in this suit has all of my respect because it can hand in your car sir it cannot <laughs> get be out of the studio <laughs> to do all of those moves while Vader wearing suit. darth yeah. vader's helmet and cape and breathing apparatus that is skill that whoever <laughs> you know, does that if you're I'll, listening you have all of my respect
2: i'll put it this way i i remember when they first started doing those dance-offs and there was something different about it maybe it's just my perception maybe because i got older but when it first started everybody in the audience was laughing and it was clearly all the time played for laughs and it was short it was only like a couple songs and then there was no like whole announcer thing with who's gonna win it was just hey here's some funny characters dancing and it was funny it was cute but the more it went on the more people were stopping and even non star wars fans coming in and and just like crowding the area and then the whole like let's vote by cheering but it never didn't matter because it was written the same way every time you know the empire always is like they cheat you know it, it yeah. doesn't
0: you know whatever and like I don't a last-minute entry, Boba Fett shows up out of nowhere.
2: They tried to make it a thing. Clearly, it was popular. Clearly, people thought it was funny. But when they tried writing a script for it and like these reoccurring hosts and stuff, which they did their job, they were fine. I mean, my problem's not with them at all. It was just Disney tried too hard to make it something that it just could never be.
0: Well, I think the idea was that they tried to make it from like this like side thing, like, hey, we're going to do Star Wars characters dance to like, okay, well, this is the last Star Wars Weekends event of the day. This is our closing ceremony. Right. So, to speak. And, and so because, they had to kind of add and, a little bit more to it to make more people want to show and I up guess to
2: it. My beef with it, which isn't even that big of a beef, is just that because this is Star Wars Weekends is an event for fans who are so passionate that they'll come to Disney, even from across the country sometimes to do this once a year and the last biggest event they do for the day
1: is a spoof, it didn't feel Which honest. Which is why they've changed it completely. Right. No, no, I know, yeah. Um, so w- that's... What we've got now is James Arnold Taylor, the voice of Obi-Wan. He, at least for this year of 2014, Star Wars Weekends, they um, basically do a character highlight. So, you know, some choreography, here's some bounty hunters, let's see these bounty hunters fight, and they do some stuff. And I, yeah. I didn't. I, know, I haven't seen it, we didn't actually make it out. Even though we, we live we in Orlando, we didn't make it out. I, I, we've another, been busy. Deal another cool it. thing is that with the, with the fireworks
2: display and that final event of the night, Throughout the day, if you took photos with your phone and hashtagged it with like a certain code, they would take your photos and put them on the big screen as a slideshow where it's like fans to did like the fan reaction today at Star Wars weekends. And you get like the highlights of all the really cool photos that people took so you could see yourself upon the big That's screen. That's pretty cool. It, it did sound
1: pretty cool. Like, a little bit more interactive, a little bit more fan focused right. was, was what sounded really nice. And still in May, there was a little quote from DICE, the guys who are working on the new Star Wars Battlefront. Uh... They said, people don't want another Battlefield with Star Wars graphics. They want a Star Wars game that's proper. That's, to some, hinted that it might be third-person gameplay.
3: Later, it was reported that, I don't remember exactly when, but DICE is having more control over that game now. Right. And I'm kind of excited over that. Which is is weird. The
2: the third-person gameplay, I mean, that's almost exclusively how I played Battlefront 1 and 2. I just remember vividly... Seen like jetpack uh clone troopers just all over the place and and just having a blast so i don't know what anyone's problem would be if it's third person especially if you're going to get into a fighter it's way easier to control oh yeah well
0: i mean it depends on it depends on the uh console i was playing on if i was on like the playstation 2 or xbox yeah i was doing third person but i bought it on pc and pc lends itself really well to first person that's very true it was it was hard to adapt at first because then you're like i'm Used to seeing my character running around doing all these awesome things, and now it's just a gun with a scope in front of me. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know why people are surprised. The initial reaction was like, "Wait a minute, what are they
2: doing to it?" I'm like, "What do you mean? What are they doing to it?" That's exactly what it was before. But I don't know. I, I I still have a lot of high hopes. Everything that's coming out about Star Wars Battlefront sounds pretty cool to me. We saw a very nice
1: demo of the work that they're putting into it. We didn't see the game itself. Yeah. Yes.
0: People are like, <laughs> "Oh, it's been like." two years and there's still no actual gameplay i'm like well i mean look at it this way they've been working on it for two years and we actually got to see a little bit of in-engine footage yeah and even if it's not actual full gameplay i'm glad that they are taking their time and not rushing something out like ea is prone to making its studios yeah, do yeah. right <laughs> battlefield 4 um i will wait for however long before I could see actual like stormtroopers and rebels shooting at each other. As right. long as the, when the game comes out, it isn't just Battlefield with the Star Wars skin. I well, want to it, Battlefield elements. I want to see, you know, big explosions. And when I blow up a shield generator, I want that generator to look affect am- the game. amazing yes. and have yeah. a huge effect on the Battlefield. But I still just want it to be Star Wars and be Battlefront at its core. Well,
2: right. they really make it look like that they're building it from the ground up. Mm. Like, again, just to reiterate the point that they're not just slapping the new skin on
0: Battlefield. Yeah, so, like, I don't know. It sounds cool to me. They show they're doing, like, the 3D scanning of stuff from the actual... Yeah, the props and yeah, miniatures props and everything. And the EA presentation was l- less about
1: games that they actually w- had any kind of release date for. It was more like, here's what our studios are doing. But... What they did show of it, like the hands-on production, they went to the snowy wastelands where they filmed Hoth. I they, want that They, they, they went to... <laughs> Go on a Star Wars um, field trip. <laughs> they went to the Redwood forests. They also went to Skywalker Ranch. Now, that's very cool, and I'm glad they've done it. And their, their representation of Hoth looks more... Maybe it's just the graphics, but looks more true to that actual landscape than anything we've ever seen in in the myriad times that uh, Hoth has been represented there. Yeah, but it's like it wasn't this grand vacation because, like, for them, they're based in that part of the world. That was right out their front door, and then they (laughs) flew to Skywalker Ranch. What's right next to Skywalker Ranch? The redwoods. So, (laughs)
2: all right, fair point. (laughs) I'm just saying, I'd still love to do it.
1: Yeah, totally. But you know, like, hopefully they'll. I mean, Tunisia is obviously in a point of conflict so much so they can't even shoot there. But maybe they'll maybe. They'll well, make episode a trip. seven's filming
0: like we're in Dubai now or something. Right. And so yeah. there you go. The yeah. desert, man. I mean, well, <laughs> re- regardless, that five second footage of what looked like Endor was yeah, where the was, rebel uh, scout getting on the bike and yeah, stuff. yeah, was yeah. enough for me. I'm like, okay, that's an acceptable level of detail. Yeah, that's good enough. Mm-hmm.
1: One of the more interesting. Pieces of news that we can we as as state of the empire Star Wars speculation podcast can read into is something that Hasbro accidentally leaked. It was a list. You know the going theory is that there'll be a new Star Wars movie every year once Disney's cycle begins, and right. they had this this list that came out. Hasbro posted it. It ended up on a, some kind of a German website. They were asked to take it down. It's not online from its original sources anymore. It reads 2014 Rebels. We're getting Star Wars Rebels this year. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. 2015 Episode 7. 2016, Boba Fett. 2017, Episode 8. 2018, Solo. hmm 2019, Episode 9. And 2020, Red 5. Hmm. A Han Solo solo film and a Boba Fett solo film have been highly expected for quite some time now. Red 5 was the surprise on this list. Yeah. Right. The, the, those, if we can read this as gospel, which given the source it comes from, it very well could be, then we can confirm, yes, for sure, Boba Fett film, yes, for sure, Han Solo film, unfortunately, because I personally don't really think I want that. Maybe they'll give me a couple reasons I do. Mm -hmm. But Red 5, also very unconventional, because aside from Boba Fett, that points to recasting the original heroes with new actors or something, which is unexpected.
2: uh, Unless, and I don't think this is the case... (laughs) unless when that says solo solo is a last
1: name true what Ooh. if it's han solo's kid that's true i hadn't Good considered point.
2: that the, now the reason why i don't think that's that's the case is because people have been saying han solo spinoff han solo this han solo that it's ever since the beginning it's like the the, the biggest rumors for spinoff films were han solo boba fett so i'm assuming it's going to be a han solo movie but if it just says solo I mean, the other one says Boba Fett, does it not, or just right? It's not like it just says says Boba
3: Fett, yeah, or just says Boba, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So I don't know, but so,
2: but then again, if I say, "Hey, Star Wars Solo," you only think of one person, but. Maybe with the new trilogy, you right, might think different. because what
3: year is that? 2018? Yeah, after episode 8. Right, so at that point, where's the focus? It's- right, the, the,
1: the newly established characters, right. we don't know who the fuck they are, and maybe that's just a project name. Maybe we don't even know. Maybe Red is a project name, too. io9 actually speculated that uh, Red 5 could be a animated series of some kind, like maybe whatever Rebels turns into, ah. as the Rebellion progresses. I mean, granted, what's better than Red 5, <coughs> Rogue Squadron. But uh, that's just, you know, Rogue Squadron
2: is not canon right now.
1: Yeah,
3: it's not canon until they make it canon again.
1: Right. And I think everybody who ever read a Star Wars novel or played the Rogue Squadron video games wants Rogue Squadron to be as canon as humanly possible.
2: And now wait, what year does uh,
3: Red 5 supposed to be slated? 2020. 2020. 2020. So it's after the trilogy.
2: Not only is it after the new trilogy, time wise, that's more than five years after Rebels. Rebels is five years before A New Hope true wow so if rebels is a successful show and it goes on for five years they're gonna have to address the events of a new hope if that happens
1: red five rogue squadron maybe possibly could be could be i don't know if we covered this at all but there was a a little side bit of news regarding rogue squadron which is that um dennis lawson the actor who played wedge allegedly was approached to be in episode seven and turned it down because Mm -hmm. the role would be like too minuscule or in theory not paying enough right which is a shame because i think that we'd all love to see like one of the greatest things about brian wood's star wars comic is that it puts wedge as a character who's just as valid to the core group as han leia or chewy right and luke of course but he won't be represented in the films which is a shame
2: well he's been saying for years that he just doesn't really care you know i mean like he's i'm from what i read he was you know grateful for all the attention that star wars gives him but it was just sort of at the end of the day he's just like hey man i'm it's you just know. another movie. Yeah, it's just yeah. another movie. So if he, and if he wasn't interested in reprising it, and then they approach him. I, I think the interview I read a while back, this is going back like a year or so, they were, they were like, hey, what if you were, you know, so, someone asked him at a convention or something. It was, it was a real quick question of just, hey, would you come back? And he was like, I don't know, probably not. And that was before he was approached. He said, probably not. Right. So the fact that they approached him and he's like, you know what, I don't want to go out to England for another several months and do this again you know whatever screw it so you know what good for him because i'd rather i'd rather if he didn't want to do it he decides not to do it than begrudgingly do it
1: for a paycheck right so if the boba fett thing is is the real deal then we also know who's directing it and we also know who's who's writing it the uh, the director is gareth edwards the guy behind godzilla and uh it's written by gary witta this is interesting. Uh, if you listen to our Godzilla review, there are many, many things that we liked about the film. And then also a lot of things, lots of the character interactions, especially that left us feeling unsatisfied. I attribute that to more of a studio decision. It, it did seem
2: more yeah. like studio I calls. Like, I felt like the writer and director knew what they wanted and they had a clear vision and they were
3: There was enough it. there that made me go, yeah. they, they, they know I, they're I, doing I, it I'm right. comfortable
2: with them doing, doing it. Now, why do we know
1: supposedly for sure that they're the ones doing Boba Fett? Because they were the first announced team for a Star Wars standalone film, and the first one coming up, if that Hasbro list is true, is Boba Fett.
2: Ah, mm. no, nah, but they were talking about Boba Fett. The, I I remember way back uh, a couple episodes ago, we were talking about the rumor that before Lawrence Kazan was officially going to be writing Episode Seven with J.J.
1: Abrams, he was supposedly working on Boba Fett because that was that was Empire. he he may it have plotted beginning. it like for all we know. Yeah. But like the same way that um, Michael Arndt's script for Episode Seven could easily be. Episode eight, or be cannibalized between the two films, or anything you know, any ideas they like, they can borrow from. That's just how it works. Matt, who unfortunately couldn't be with us for this episode, he and I got together when uh, I was in Los Angeles for E3, and we watched Gareth Edwards' other movie, Monsters, the one that got him the Godzilla deal. Have you, have you seen that?
2: Yes, I saw. Mo- I saw Monsters way back when it was uh, before he it was even announced that he'd be doing Godzilla.
1: It was a kind of inter- it was a very interesting film. Had like yeah. it- he cr- clearly is a guy who loves world building perhaps more than anything
2: he has a keen eye for special effects as well because that's what he
1: did before he decided to make a movie of his own
2: (laughs) right so but i don't know so it's it's this is a guy who clearly has an artistic eye understands how special effects can be incorporated tell a good story right and not just be like uh they'll just fill it in later like he gets it
1: visually (laughs) i really like what he's done and i like the opportunities that he presents for star wars yeah i'm very excited about that choice especially because of who he's working with Gary Witta is a name you might not recognize, but uh, he worked on The Book of Eli, the, uh, the, the film. Oh, and, I really like that. And he's one of the original writers for uh, Telltale's Walking Dead series.
3: Oh. I love I that series. I can see that. Like, yeah, no, no, Book of Eli, if I, you haven't seen it, it's definitely worth watching. No matter what project this was that
1: these guys were working on would have been amazing. The fact that it's Star Wars kind of blows my mind a little. The fact that it's a Boba Fett movie confuses me. And yet reassures me, even though I don't want a Boba Fett movie. Right. If, right. It, if
3: it's if the launching pad that they're going off of is Kazdan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I
3: have uh, I've I've gone from zero to Boba Fett, Boba Fett where like I, <laughs> <laughs> I am. You constantly
0: went
2: constantly to... <laughs> at yeah. Boba Fett, Boba Fett where? Oh, no, i to say you at first you're at Boba Fett. Now you're at
3: Boba Fett where?
2: <laughs> you know, so you've gone.
0: You've made that leap.
3: <laughs> I'm excited. I'm, I'm very interested now.
0: I will never not want a Boba Fett movie, ever.
2: (laughs) Ah, you say that now, wait till you see the teaser. It's like, oh, I don't
3: want a Boba Fett movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's by Michael Bay. Oh. And and we've heard rumors
1: that uh, What's-His-Face, the fellow who played Django and became all the Bobas. Uh,
0: Tamora Morrison.
1: Yeah, is involved. Now, that's not substantiated very much at all. Right. But if he plays, if he straight up portrays Boba Fett in this film... I mean, that would be kind of huge if there's any, like, I don't know, mask off scenes or if anything like that. You know, uh, Daniel Logan was baby Boba. Right. And he could do something, but he's like, he's still not quite, you know, the adult that Boba Fett needs to be. That was
3: interesting because, like, I remember when we, like, there was definitely this vibe that George Lucas was really digging Daniel Logan and really wanted to bring him places, but from the the dark underside, we could see that daniel logan was definitely the party animal oh yeah. He, yeah he is he is a total
1: party dude and that's cool i would want to see daniel logan's version of boba fett I'm just i want not to see sure daniel that- logan's robot chicken boba fett yes, yes. <laughs> 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 i want to I see boba fett you know come into a fucking bar like cantina cocky as hell slap a twi'lek on the ass and then like a <laughs>
3: little bit of boba for you <laughs> finger to like like
1: he's like he's like hey what's up with two fingers at dangar who's sitting in a booth who like just raised his glass a little bit and then he, he stumbles over to the bar and he's like gimme whatever i don't care
0: <laughs> don't forget my little umbrellas <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh do want in addition to the gareth edwards news then some other news came out that there's another director like announced for the uh, Star Wars standalones, and that's Josh Trank, whose name I wasn't familiar with at all. We, we really won't know what Trank has to offer too much until we've seen how the uh, reboot of the Fantastic Four goes down. He's the guy helming that, mm-hmm. uh, but he was also known for the uh, this lo-fi superhero film called Chronicle
2: i didn't see chronicle i've heard a lot of good things is basically it was a um found footage film about uh these kids who basically they gain superpowers and sort of a realistic look on how would that really affect a person right and um it was supposed to be good i just
1: yeah i I, I remember seeing the trailer for it it looked good kind of looked like uh very very inspired by akira that's what i took from it but um Mm -hmm. it could be good and he could be the director of the han solo solo film unless there's um or whatever that ends up whatever the solo don't say the han solo 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 film film
2: again (laughs) (laughs)
1: All right, I won't. Fine. God. Uh, And then weirder news, J.J. Abrams is not set to helm episode 8 and 9, but in fact, one person is set to helm 8 and 9. It's the guy who directed Looper, Rain Johnson, or Ryan Johnson, but it's spelled kind of like Rain, but with the I and the A swapped. So I think it's Rain, but I don't know.
2: I think Rain sounds about right. Looper was pretty good. I enjoyed watching Looper. I had mixed feelings about Looper, but that's just me. I know a lot of people really liked it. But I now, wait. But now, clearly, he's directing episode eight. But is he also directing episode nine as yes, well? Yes, he is, and that's confirmed that he's doing both. I believe it... so because I mean, yeah, yeah, JJ's
1: everything said he's doing the next two films. Now, there's a lot of years for them to change their mind about that, right? But yeah, I don't understand what's going on behind the scenes there. But he's actually signed on for the next two films, eight and nine. Looper, dude. I, just, I mean, I just wonder because when JJ was
2: announced, it was just assumed
3: that he was doing the whole franchise. Well, I mean, yeah. but they didn't they
1: didn't explicitly
2: say one way or the other. So I just assumed that he'd be doing all three. And then when it's just like, oh, they they
1: announce uh,
2: rain. Oh,
3: he also did Brick. Did you ever see Brick? No, I didn't didn't see Brick. Oh, my gosh. You would love Brick.
1: Well, it was tricky about Brick is typically when someone says you would love Brick, then they will either love Brick or they will hate Brick. Brick is a very divisive film. It is. I don't know anybody who's on the fence about Brick. They either love it or they really sincerely hate it.
3: Fun fact, it was actually filmed at my high school that is (laughs) fun fact
1: it's also actually based
2: about your life story
3: (laughs) i wish no i don't no it was funny i was watching it with best friend bob and we were both like kind of quietly mentally going that looks really familiar because i'd taken him to my old high school like there were just a few things like that really looks like my high school but i don't want to be the guy that goes oh yeah that's totally my high school and then we're like it was an exterior shot like we both were like that's my high school
1: (laughs) so now you did become that guy yeah that's
3: but it was
1: <laughs> but but yeah so i mean that's the sitch i mean that's unexpected the guy's done some okay stuff but can yeah, you, can it's, you it's imagine being him right it's now inter- interesting choice
2: in fact uh, i believe his twitter he posted a link to that scene from the right stuff where uh alan shepard is laying in the space capsule and he doesn't think anyone's listening and he just goes oh god please don't let me fuck up and they go <laughs> what was that alan he's like oh nothing <laughs> <laughs> But speaking of uh, Twitter, uh, are you guys aware of J.J. Abrams posted a a photo recently that uh, shows an IMAX camera being used on the set of Star Wars Episode Seven? Oh, I did not see that, actually. Yeah, it it was an IMAX camera on a crane, and it looks like that it was being used to film some exterior desert shots. So whether or not it'll be like the Dark Knight, where it's only for certain exteriors, or whether the whole thing's an IMAX, who knows? But J.J. Abrams loves some IMAX.
3: I'm about ready to go reserve my tickets over at Port Orlando right now. You know what you should do, Hex? You should just, just start camping there right now. It's never too early.
1: I mean, this is Star Wars after all. It is never too early. So when he stands
2: early. out there, they go, what are you waiting for? Uh, Star Wars. Which Star Wars? The, uh, the one that the name isn't even announced yet, <laughs> and it's on pause because poor
0: Harrison Ford is in physical therapy. <laughs> but I want to be the first person here to see it.
3: Yeah. I, uh, I don't think my pregnant wife will be okay with me. She'll understand. She'll be fine. Yeah. Star Wars. She'll, she'll You
2: deliver the baby by the popcorn machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were born to see this film,
0: and you shall be there.
3: Oh, little Harrison. You were Aren't born you in this line. little Harrison. You'll die oh in
0: this line. You'll die in this line.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, if Disney's cranking him out every year, <laughs> I will not be naming my daughter Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> Harrietta.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Something I forgot to mention about Rain Johnson. He's actually writing the films as well. That's nuts. Like they have they have given him the keys to the kingdom. That's crazy.
2: Now, but see, at first I was a little worried, but then I thought, well, dude, you know what? I mean, the outline for the trilogy is probably already written. Like the story's probably already set. If anything, it's like here's the outline, here's the Bible base it off of this yeah so right. it's not i don't think he's gonna suddenly be like what if the solo spinoff is old han solo going back in time and young han solo <laughs> is put a contract on old han i don't i'm not worried about that at all no i'm not he's a fine writer like it's just it's just crazy That's just it's a lot of power to give him and uh for some reason it didn't bother me especially with jj because jj's done mission impossible and star trek he's handled a lot of big things like that so i don't know but i'm, yeah. I'm curious to see what what happens yeah like we've
1: always said hey it can't get any worse. I'm not gonna.
2: I'm never gonna say that ever no. again because yes it, it can get, get worse. It can indeed.
3: You know who I like? That Michael Bay guy. Could you get him to direct Number Nine? I think he's done good work with the Transformers. Everyone well, if, a, if you if you
2: everyone, look at the amount of money it's making, yeah, he is doing a good job.
3: Everyone's wearing the Transformer shirt, but no one's wearing the Han Solo shirt anymore.
2: Now I would see a Michael Bay directed Lando film. <laughs> That's almost perfect.
1: Bad Boys Three,
2: Bad Boys Three. <laughs> just take whatever you're gonna do for Bad Boys Three, put but, both of those characters together, make him uh, Lando's lines, and just have him blowing stuff up, making out with some fine ladies. I, I would totally see that. What movie. have we here?
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god!
2: After Red Five, and then in the year 2020, Star Wars Scoundrel.
0: <laughs> he just, <laughs> just gets off a communicator, little Lobot walks up and he just goes. Poodoo just got real. (laughs) Poodoo just hit the fan. (laughs) I'm going to freeze
1: myself in carbonite until that happens. I
2: can't can't
1: wait. We're going to cut some music now. Here's a little thing that uh, headed our way just after our last episode. Kind of a big deal, so much so we actually posted about it on the site. And that is that um, for May the 4th...
3: I was so excited about finding this.
1: Wilbert Roget, the composer for the cancelled Star Wars First Assault, one of the, the games that was basically ready to go. He's they, also
3: doing the soundtrack to the new Tomb Raider, so he's still a very active composer.
1: This is like his first major gig.
3: Yeah. It got
1: totally canned once LucasArts got uh, dissolved by Disney, and uh, so he released on his own SoundCloud for like a matter of hours the main theme for Star Wars First Assault And it is one of the most gorgeous pieces of Star Wars music that you have heard since a Williams score from the original trilogy. No, it is really good.
3: It makes me mourn the loss of this game because this this wasn't something he made to celebrate what could have been this game. This was going to be part of the game. This was just to me. This was a sample of what we could have had.
1: Right. So we had a couple words with him. Some quotes from him about it. We'll link to that. It's not exactly an interview, but we'll link we'll link to that information on this episode's page. And uh, right now, we're going to play for you. A little track called The Might of the Empire, which truly and utterly embodies exactly that. So let's talk real quick about that uh, that crazy preview video that J.J. Abrams did. I really love his embracing the fandom, knowing exactly where he is, not being overly secretive with anything, you know, more than
3: reasonable. Yeah. 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 He, like that video like in, in obviously tattooing.
1: Yeah, where he's just he's hanging out and there's like fucking creature in the background and then, then Doug, you identified uh the creature or, or you found something where someone had yeah, identified. Yeah,
2: there was a lot of speculation on what the heck is this thing? Is it pre-established? Is it original? And then somebody I can't even remember where it was originally, someone said I that looks like a... It looks like one of those creatures and so i wikipedia it and i'm like whoa this i think this could be yeah like a, this might be the first time and if this is one of these creatures it would definitely be the first time we see it in a
1: live action movie That's yeah, awesome. it's a hid- hidrachi and uh they are some you know weird camel face people and it looks like, all the source material looks exactly like that thing that was behind J.J. Abrams in the video.
2: Yeah, granted, maybe a little shorter and a little more hunched, but that's just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little short and I'm a little hunched. That so one was, it was
3: carrying a lot of shit <laughs> on yeah, its back. Yeah, yeah. You're sure why not? <laughs> well, while, while on one hand, okay, cool, we're in Tatooine again. I'm really excited about that yay practical effects i was gonna say yeah i'm yeah. real
0: <laughs> glad there's actually like an actual creature there on set and right. not just some dude in a green suit like i pretend i'm an alien
3: right and yay. there's people like in this bazaar like it's yeah. like oh uh, dust is picking up let's push the stuff down it's like
2: and at the risk of sounding like a complete idiot why does it have to be
1: tattooing no, so like... The, it, the, it could
2: be another desert planet for could all be. we know.
1: The Hidrachi are not from Tatooine, even though they're cl- it's clearly a desert species, yeah, so it could the, be another planet. Tatooine it could is be.
3: also like a total crossroads. Like, they're... Especially because the huts, there are everything. Everything is on Tatooine.
1: But, oh, but, oh, so he, he, except it's supposed to be a backwater planet where no one would dare look for the child of Anakin Skywalker.
3: Yeah, that's the thing, but it's like because of the huts, you will find something of everything there because... Because it's yeah. way
0: out in the middle of nowhere, the Hutts right. are like, hey, we can operate all of these crime rings and not have to worry about the Empire coming out. I here. mean, it's
3: a it's right. a crossroads, so that that all kinds of creatures come through, but it's not enough of a crossroads that like it actually gets policed.
2: Yeah, the Empire doesn't care about so, tattooing. But really. to the
3: answer of, could this not be tattooing? Yeah, very possibly. Like this I, is I it's ki- a big galaxy. I kind of hope it
2: isn't because I don't like the idea that it's like, oh. If they're going to film in a forest, that must mean Endor, and if it's snowy, that must mean Hoth because in the Star Wars universe each planet only has one environment. Right? You know, it's like this it's like it's like oh no, it's a nice planet. The entire planet looks like this. It's like come on, man. Earth has all these different places obviously because they film it on Earth. And so why can't Hoth have uh, you know, another area over here? Why can't Tatooine have uh an area here that's actually like a giant oasis city why not i mean come on man fucking go nuts it's star wars you don't have to say no no desert planet only sand here well then how did where do the tuscan raiders only sand here <laughs> it's like well, what do they eat creatures that Whomperats. live in the sand <laughs> yeah it's like what do the Womp rats eat they eat the scraps of food that people bring here. It's like, well then, why did people come here if there was nothing here but sand? To get away from the law! And it's just like, it's just, it's, it doesn't make sense. Let's just have fun.
1: Like, let's. One of the coolest things about that set they've been working on in some of the leaked pictures is that there's a structure that is straight out of an unused Ralph McQuarrie design. Yes, yeah, like yeah. Which just goes to show well beyond, like, you know, Rebels is, is pulling a lot from older McQuarrie designs. Like, they're taking everything they can and tearing it apart and, and rehashing it. And that's, that's a good thing, though. Yeah. Like, they're taking that's, s-
3: that's, I'm excited that they're willing to go that far back to the source material to be inspired. I mean, every, well, pie- every it, piece of original
1: art Macquarie did, they didn't use, is a
3: right. missed opportunity. Yes, everything absolutely.
2: old is new again. And at the risk of sounding cynical, wouldn't that just save the money on trying to come up with new ideas? Sure shit would. Yeah. So but, it's like, look, this- we, we, got, we have all this artwork... We don't have to hire anybody
1: to do it. Look at all this
2: artwork. And you just go nuts and just make it, you know, based on all the old stuff.
3: At the same time, it's pretty sweet, though. It is, no,
1: no.
2: Yeah. yeah, it is pretty sweet because the artwork is awesome. So. I mean,
3: because it's like we could create new stuff or here's all this old stuff that is really sweet that no right, one's touching.
1: Right. But right. a bad news is that uh,
3: there's
0: never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care.
1: Star Wars attack squadron got canceled before it even came out. Right. We, um, that was a game that we had an, an early first look at. We offered beta codes in our last episode to, for people to get an early play. And I, I so lots of the, lots of you guys, you fans, listeners who were talking to us about it, were really enjoying it. I, I loved it. I thought it was like the best possible incarnation of like an online flight sim melee star Wars game yeah. that you could have hoped
0: for. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know why the fuck did they cancel it? It really felt like it was an online rogue squadron. And yeah. That's, that's, all That's I what I ever, wanted. W- one step below having another TIE Fighter or X-Wing simulation game, which is what I really want. Yeah. But I, will ex- <laughs> I, I was willing to accept, you know, a free-to-play Rogue Squadron with highly mic- customizable yeah. ships, microtransactions to customize your ships uh, or just uh, play the game to unlock stuff. That was a really cool idea. I was on board for that. So I'm a little more what, than a little sad to hear that it's being canceled.
2: Was it because maybe there weren't enough people playing it? Or did Disney say, you know what, it's we got to move in another like, direction? You can't really.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That there, was, there was no reason cited. And um, my personal speculation on it is I think that EA, who has the rights to make Star Wars video games, with the exception of online and mobile games, which falls into Disney's category, may have seen it and were like, Guys, this looks a little too awesome, and uh, we're worried that it could damage the brand that we're establishing as a Star Wars designer for during the duration of our contract. It not damage yeah. the brand, it damages their wallets. Yeah. I think it's, <laughs> so, whatever. And that's the only thing I could think of, is that maybe EA complained. That's, they, that's, it
3: doesn't make sense, like, hey, so uh, we don't have enough people in our closed beta. Oh, uh, we should shut down the whole game. Like, yeah, like, too too bad we already
1: made it. There was a level, one of the, the early featured beta levels, that was the ruins of the Trade Federation ship in the orbit of Naboo, the one that young Anakin helped in blowing up. The ruins of it, which is really cool, because we haven't seen that anywhere, and you fly around it, and you can also
0: fly inside of it. I know, that was so rad! <laughs> like... <laughs> Flying around an Interceptor and some dude in X-Wing gets on my tail. I'm like, all right, I'm going to fly into the ruins and lose him. I'm going to make him hit the falling girder that's fallen down this hallway. And it was awesome. It's really intense knowing that you can do that. And it feels like straight out of the movies almost.
3: And that's just a really creative setting. Like, that's not a setting that thinking of the repercussions of an event that yeah. even if it's an event that isn't that popular, it's not a lot of people like, oh, man, remember when the episode one with the thing blown up? That was so cool. Like, no, no,
2: no. I got a question. How come that thing wasn't strip mined for
1: minerals
2: for anything in the 30 years in between episode one? Because
1: that game is completely out of continuity. It's just a fun game. That's all um, it is. Yeah.
2: But I would... Out I, of continuity, but it's a broken thing. I would right, I would
1: counter. When the Gungans did establish their base on the moon, they probably would have mined it for parts, Doug. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, even the Death Star stage, it was like the latest stage of beta. They added the Death Star level and even that wasn't really as good as that ship the droid, level. The Droid, yeah, the droid Trade level. Federation. Yeah i've fought on the death star in games a million times over i've done this so many times it's old hat by now but that was kind of fresh that was new i like that. right somewhere George is like why didn't you like the movie it was fresh and
2: new <laughs>
1: <laughs> so san diego comic-con is coming up this month uh i'm gonna be there and so is aaron from a comic show if you're going to be there then you should definitely hit us up on the forums or comment on this episode's page and maybe we can do a meetup cause that would be totally rad
3: for high fives and makeouts. Yeah. Um, I'm volunteering cap and Aaron for high fives and Makeouts. Okay. Uh,
1: <laughs> uh, so there's going to be some star Wars rebel stuff happening. There's going to be a panel. Dave Filoni is going to be there. Simon Kinberg, Freddie Prince Jr. Vanessa Marshall, Steve Bloom, Tia Carr, Taylor Gray, maybe Greg Weissman. He wasn't listed, but I don't see why not. He was there last year. That'd be awesome. And, uh, so there's going to be this panel. There's definitely going to be an extended trailer. Will I be able to like get in line to see this thing? Oh, you'll get the line. I can. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Would, will I see it? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but also, Hasbro's action figures will be on display there. So oh. we'll, we'll see. We'll Make see sure what's to steal to one for us. Oh yeah, I'll do that. No problem.
3: High five makeouts and felonies. Uh, th- <laughs> but
1: they, uh, they they showed off a new character from Rebels recently. Uh, you guys are big fans of like badass Imperials, right? Yeah. Like you you've all shown great support for Imperial officers who don't fuck up. Yeah, well, or don't get enough respect. <laughs> right, right. Well, uh here's one named Agent Callus. Uh, that's a bit. That's, that's, that seems like too much of a throwback to uh knows. to the, the Lucas era of naming. Admiral things. Bone to pick. So here's <laughs> Darth Bad Guy. Yeah. Uh, as you can see, he's got some really intense, uh, he mean. he's got some intense mutton chops there. So he, he could be, he could be a good threat, you know, I don't yeah. know. But otherwise, I guess like uh, all the big news for Rebels, um, which is debuting later this year is all going to happen at Comic-Con. So when next we meet for State of the Empire, will everything there is to know, <laughs> will hopefully we'll have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll know it.
3: And I'm putting down money that we won't know the, the name, title title yeah, the title. I'd agree. Yeah. Yeah. There was some uh,
1: internet conflict with, oh man, here's the cast of Star Wars and there's like no ladies in it
3: at all and then there's lots of ladies i wouldn't say lots i mean there's more like there's brienne of tarth i
0: have no idea how excited i am for that (laughs) that, 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 that's
1: the thing is that after there was this this whole like quasi backlash on the internet they were like yeah uh here's here's two more actresses you may be familiar with them Lupita nyango who's you know an academy a recent academy award winner and uh Gwendolyn Christie of Game of Thrones yeah. are uh, both joined the cast of Star Wars Episode 7. Man, quite an intense cast.
0: Now, I broke that news to my roommate. It's actually a pretty funny story. We're both big Game of Thrones fans. Like, yeah, uh, you know, lady who plays Brianna Tarts is gonna be a new Star Wars. He's like, oh man, I hope she's a Jedi. I was, <laughs> like, I was like, nah. Sith.
1: Yes! Yeah.
0: <laughs> I can, I'm hoping. Make her real ugly
1: give her the palpentine wrinkles
3: <laughs> the oh, butt forehead the palpentine like... wrinkles i just want to see I, her swinging
1: a, I...
0: a red lightsaber and like dark robes and armor
1: oh man fun fact uh behind the scenes the uh I, I guess this is confirmed that the uh props department for episode seven in england ordered a uh gold-plated pair of dice to uh, authenticate the cockpit of the millennium falcon <laughs> yeah suppose
2: Rad. supposedly someone was on the set and they looked at the cockpit and they go hey, where's the dice? <laughs> and then other people were like, what are you talking about? It's like, dude, the freaking dice. And they bring up the film like, oh, shit, we didn't even get the dice yet. They had, to, they had to quickly go get some dice. And I'm like, you know what? In the 30 years after all the battles, I can accept if the dice aren't there. But you know what? Good on them. The uh, fact that they're
3: that. and it's a new paradise. Yeah, it's a new paradise. Han may yeah, have lost yeah. the old pair. He's yeah. like, you know, Chewie, hold on, you got to pull over. Now I see. I want to yeah. see the
2: scene. I want to see the scene where after Han gets back into the Falcon after Lando took it and the radar dish broke off. He's like, what? You said not a scratch. and He's just like, um, sorry, Han. I just you know how things happen. He's like, get out of here. Just go into the back. And he starts to fly. And he goes, where's the dice? And Chewie's. What do you mean he threw the dice away? good luck dice. That's why we haven't had a scratch. I'm going to
3: kill that son of a bitch. we got to stop somewhere. Get some dice. We're stopping now.
2: Chewie, we're doing
3: it now. Let's go. I, I want to see a space convenient, like basically something straight out of Spaceballs. Yeah. That's man. what we're watching. The That's, truck what stop. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> I want to see
0: Lando like getting into the cockpit of the only Falcon going what did he do to my sh- what
3: is this tacky thing <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah gross oh no he did not L- lando
2: would love that lando would love the diet lando's like i'm a gambler myself i understand <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he was, no respect for the game man it's like he takes it throws it out just like i mean lando i could see lando when he owned it was very much like pimp paradise basically hmm. it wasn't cheesy whereas hans Solo gets in there he's like I'm a gambler, I'm a smuggler, yeah. and he's like, this can, is this can, is trash, Han, what is this? Like, I
3: can see him putting the dice on there, like, like during the game, where they're betting for right? the... No, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Like they're playing the game at the table, and he's just like, well, fine, if you can beat me in this hand, I'm calling you bluff, you get the falcon. Han's like, alright, I'll take that bet, and then as soon as that cards come down, he's just like alright, it's mine. Hangs up the dice. I'll like, yeah. oh, get that off of here. I know you were cheating. It's like, <laughs> it's no, mine. It's, mine it's mine now. now.
3: <laughs> like, <laughs> the lander's just the sitting dice, there. The dice, yeah. like, I'm gonna put the- yeah. You are not going to put those on my ship. This is going right yeah. in the dashboard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm hanging this right here.
3: <laughs> and it's funny, when he
0: comes back to Cloud City, you know, Empire Strikes Back, he walks up and he's like, you slimy, no good. He's yeah. calling him all these horrible things because, because of the, the dice. Of the yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not slimy- because
2: he's Chewy told him. He's like, he's, he's like Chewy somehow was able to talk to Lando afterwards because they're all friends. What do you mean he found the dice and put him back up? He told me out of respect he'd never do it. Cut to you, you slimy, backstabbing, Devil crossing.
1: You got a lot of guts coming back here <laughs> after what you pulled. <laughs> In Expanded Universe news, Timothy Zahn recently did an AMA on Reddit, and uh, we have some Ooh. a couple uh, choice quotes separated from that. This might just be the tip of the iceberg, because there's uh, obviously a lot to go through there. He said, not only was I given no input on Mara's fate, I wasn't even told about it until a couple months before publication. Now, actually, I'm not familiar with what happened to Mara Jade in recent history, so I don't know. I s- assume she died or something? Yeah,
0: it was less than stellar.
1: Okay. Yeah. So... Timothy's on, they didn't fucking tell him, until a couple months before publication. If I'd been offered a say, though, I would have argued against it. My vision of Star Wars is good versus evil, with the heroes struggling to win, and the major characters making it through. Otherwise, either Lando or Wedge would have died inside the second Death Star. For the record, this isn't just because Mara was my creation, I'd have argued against killing Chewbacca for the same reason.
2: It seems that it's like, killing them off means you've run out of ideas. Mm. Uh, We don't know what to do with them, so let's kill them off. I got mixed feelings about killing off characters like willy-nilly like.
0: yeah I wasn't a huge fan of the whole second galactic civil war I wasn't really okay with it yeah no.
2: that was with the invading
0: aliens from outside the no galaxy. that was that was the vong invasion the right. second galactic civil war is um like one of the solo kids like falls to the dark side and becomes yeah. like darth katus yeah yeah, yeah yeah and he yeah. ends up killing mara jade I didn't like that.
2: At one point, it's just like, do the citizens of the galaxy just feel that this is like the royal family? Or it's just like, this family keeps fucking everyone over. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this bloodline is just, just, let's just kill all the Skywalkers. Every time there's a goddamn Skywalker. (laughs) Every, every, Every galactic civil war has, Skywalker had something to do with it. Let's just kill all the Skywalkers and we'll all be better off
1: that's totally fair
2: I mean, the heroes are actually
1: the bad guys star wars, <laughs> star wars legacy star wars legacy kind of touched on that another piece is he said i would certainly be interested in writing more star wars i presume lucasfilm limited wouldn't simply give me carte blanche but would want something specific like a, a spinoff from episode seven maybe or some backstory filler if they really let me do whatever i wanted i have a couple ideas all right 20 to 30 and, in mind but uh, all that depends on them
3: And it's not like he has a lot of really awesome ideas in the past or anything.
1: (laughs) Not like he
2: understands Star Wars or anything. It's
3: not like he kept the franchise alive during the 90s. Not like he cares or anything.
2: (laughs) Not like Admiral Thrawn was fucking amazing or anything like that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not like he's really busy. (laughs) (laughs) To conclude the uh, expanded universe portion of the State of the Empire, we're an issue away from the conclusion of Brian Wood's amazing Star Wars series and uh, like only a matter of months away from the end of Dark Horse and Star Wars. I mean, they're cranking it out fast. There's one book they've put out, the Darth Maul book that ties into uh, unused Clone Wars scripts that is completely and 100% canon. And that will be the only thing that Dark Horse has published unless something gets like added into the canon from the past that will have been canon to the current Star Wars. And uh, they are collecting that lightning fast. I mean, the week after that final issue of that series comes out, the collection comes out. Like they're getting, wow. they're publishing every book they can before that deadline. So recently, the Star Wars ended, the, as in the, the book called The Star Wars, the comic series adapting Lucas's original screenplay. Uh, It started off, it was pretty interesting. There were so many different elements from the prequels and the original trilogy in play from the get-go. It was actually shocking how much of it was in there Mm -hmm. and how much he mined his original work for the prequels. And then it got really, really bad. And you could see (laughs) the way that Lucas's writing was so, like, his characters are so stale. There were so many pieces of dialogue that felt like they were pulled right out of the prequels that were just god-awful. Like, the characterization was bad, bad, bad. And they got to the indoor equivalent where they met the Wookiees that were kind of in the Ewok role, and man, it's terrible. Just super terrible. However, in the final chapter of it, some very interesting stuff happens that is rather unique. The character of Darth Vader is kind of split in two in this. There's a guy called Vader, and he's got uh, a helmet and a red eye, but he's not a fully masked guy. And then there is a masked guy, and he's different. And that guy, Vader's like a dude. Vader's like just an imposing imperial dude. And there's this guy, Valorum, who does wear a mask. And he kind of looks like the kind of ninja part of the Vader. And he's a Sith.
3: Valorum, as in Chancellor? Uh, Right. The name I be right, 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 right. That's the only parallel I was seeing. But it's just interesting that even that name was recycled.
1: In this, Anakin, who's like one of the last Jedis, he gets... Tied up, fit to be tortured in Death Star. And he's being questioned by Valorum, who starts kind of like monologuing at him, like, you're, you're a fool to come here. Like, what were you thinking? This is a place for androids. No codes, no honor. And then Vader comes in. And he's like, kid, you fucked up. I'm taking you off site. You're going to be executed. Fuck you. Fuck the Jedi. And the Sith guy, he fucking saves him. And he's like, there's no honor here. Our old ways are being extinguished by this empire. And you and I, if you were to die by my hand, it will be honorably. And so like, it turns into this like buddy thing between him and Anakin like for just a hot minute in this. And it's amazing. It's a Sith guy who's like, look, I'm working for the Empire. They don't like me. They don't like what I represent. And they want to wipe it out. But I don't believe in our traditions being wiped out. And you and I, we're the dichotomy here. Like, you're the good. I'm the bad. This is important. And they're not going to kill you. And I'm not
3: going to let them. That's amazing. That's
2: wow. a cool idea to be like, look, I'm gonna kill you later, definitely.
3: Oh yeah, no, no, no definitely. But just definitely. not, yeah, yeah, but just yeah, yeah.
2: but just not not no, like this. No, no, no. We like gotta get out of here first. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like I like that. <laughs> he says, I'm not leaving without the princess. And Valorum says, impossible, there are traps everywhere. You're mad. And then he goes, It's love. <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> well, That was written by Lucas. Goes, love now I remember why our clans have fought for a thousand years. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> Love is dumb. So they they have this they have this thing. I'm bad. Love is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it just lasts during a few pages in the last issue, but like it's completely unique. I've never read anything like that anywhere in Star Wars, and it was brilliant. And it was written by George Lucas. <laughs> and then, surprisingly, and I ran this by Matt to see if he'd ever heard of this, because he's such a entrenched Star Wars historian it ends with a crawl. And here's what the crawl says. As word of the destruction of the Space Fortress spread, a thousand new systems joined Queen Leia and the Rebellion, causing a significant crack in the Great Wall of the Galactic Empire. The acts of Skywalker and Starkiller once again sparked fear in the hearts of the greedy and malevolent, and nuisance of liberty, not felt for a hundred years, swept through the hearts of all. But our hero's greatest adventure was yet to take place, one which would be known as Saga of the Umfunki. What? That's Wait, did you say Saga of the
2: Unfunky?
1: <laughs> O-P-H-U-C-H-I. <laughs> oh, O O chung. Let me see that. Look at this. What is this? Matt has never heard of this. The Fuchi? Oh. And not the saga, saga, just that would be known as Saga of the Ofunchi. Was, was this being like. fukai Was this being
2: dictated where someone just interrupted
1: him by kicking in the balls? It's like
2: Saga of the Ofunchi! <laughs> like,
1: oh, sorry,
3: could you spell that?
1: No. So here's the thing. I mean, this is ages ago. I'm sure millions of things have changed and all that, but Lucas is kind of notorious for holding on to his old notes and using them. This story here, in one screenplay, outlined major aspects of the prequels and the original trilogy if he ever had notes for that that could easily be things that turned into this new trilogy if they're still mining lucas for ideas weirdly enough unlikely very unlikely fucking stupid as hell name. Nothing's changed there, but I mean, I wonder if that had something to do with like the
2: idea of the force having like totems like those crystals and stuff and if it, like cuz it doesn't say battle, it doesn't say conflict, it just says the greatest adventure. So it might be a search for something. Cuz cuz again, this is also pre-Indiana Jones, so there's probably seeds of Indiana Jones adventure style. Sure. Stuff in there. Like, man, I don't know. That's a that's a puzzler. Yeah. Mm, right?
3: <laughs> and I got to say seeing Vader on the cover, it Totally looked like Dark Helmet. Oh, that's all I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, Vader Vader without a mask. that way without a mask. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Not off putting, actually.
2: It's kind of cool. It looks kind of samurai ish, but also like one of the Death Star technicians, you know? Like the guys who are in the ATSTs. I don't call them adats. Appreciate
1: (laughs) it. How about uh, some Willow Watch, guys? Are you ready for Willow Watch?
0: (gasps)
3: Oh. Am I?
1: Willow. Willow. (laughs) Welcome to Willow Watch, my friends, where we search for all signs of life for the Willow franchise and any indication that there might be a Willow sequel. In the past, we've found many, 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 many things pointing to a wealth of information. A whole world developed for Willow, never tapped, a television series that never made it to the air, and uh, certainly potential for any number of other films or anything really set in the fantasy world of Willow. You may remember last State of the Empire we talked about, like, the next episode may be actually entirely Willow Watch. That hasn't happened yet. It's probably going to be the next thing we do. where We're going to talk to the guy who wrote the Willow Sourcebook, and that is a comprehensive, practically like an, an RPG manual for the world of Willow with no gaming system associated with it. It's a book that acts as a tome of stories about the world and the characters, and then also includes stats that you could translate into Dungeons and Dragons.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's interesting there's no
1: rules or anything like that
2: just a couple of numbers to say if you want to throw this person into your campaign
1: this is how you do it and this would be their backstory which is really cool and it's concurrent with a lot of the other stuff that we've read, like in the Willow novelization, which had a wealth of extra information that clearly fit in with the world. This book actually reinforces and in some cases like improves upon. Yeah. Indicating that there was most definitely a massive Willow Bible mm-hmm. that could be tapped at any point in time by Disney. So we're gonna take this opportunity to kind of whet your appetite for what might be in store when we speak with the man behind the Willow source book, Alan Varney, who's also one of the guys behind Paranoia XP. So we're going to read an excerpt from it. Uh, Doug, what should we read?
2: Something not too big, because, I mean, the character backgrounds, some of them are really in-depth, but oh, in, yeah. in a great way. Virgil Cut's got a short one, which
1: is interesting. <laughs> Lug is funny. Lug, the Lug's got a funny entry in there. One of the ones that impressed me most was uh, the story of Sorsha becoming a warrior.
2: That was a good one. Uh, Mad Mardigan, how he got in the cage, that's pretty good. The, actually, Mad Mardigan has a really long, interesting story that really was heartfelt like you could almost see it being its own spin-off movie it was it was really really cool hex is laughing at something what'd you find
3: i just love that in here there are gaming notes as explained and mm-hmm. so i'm looking at lug yeah who's a fifth skill level fighter of course has a strength of 18 intelligence of four yeah, of with course. a matching charisma skills <laughs> stable keeping brawling womanizing twisting off heads equipment <laughs> i like a womanizing is
2: a skill like he's good at it equipment none needed <laughs>
3: <laughs> and the uh, the quote for lug by mad martigan is charming fellow <laughs> <laughs> so there's definitely like some some cleverness behind this some some humor and it's really yeah it's a really good source book
2: there's a lot there's several pages on von Kar. um
3: yeah yeah because yeah, there like there's this amazing story of von Karr in the novelization itself and, if go back
1: to previous State of the Empire episodes if you want and, to hear that. Yeah.
3: And it fully goes through it. And it's really interesting, just kind of the notes, like for Vonkar. It talks about his equipment. Vonkar always wears his silver ring. It is not magical. So it's just like there's a lot of thought put behind yeah. everything in here. It's really cool. Let's
2: pick a really minor one that's maybe a couple paragraphs or a page, skim over it real quick, and tell us something we didn't know about that character.
3: Uh, Rule of the two brownies, Fragine. Oh and okay, Ruhl. all right. Among the simple minded brownies, Rule is perhaps the most simple minded. <laughs> like some humans, the, only, the ones who make you wonder how they survived infancy, <laughs> Rule possesses unusual luck. It has served him from seemingly certain doom a hundred times for, over the centuries.
2: Yeah, that's the other thing, that the, they're centuries old. The, the brownies yeah. are hundreds of years old.
3: While Frangine has an intelligence of 10 has an intelligence of five meaning he's still smarter than lug
5: <laughs> that's
3: not a stretch <laughs> like, your mother was
5: a lizard <laughs>
3: <laughs> then they also have uh, all kinds of monsters in here like a cyclops mm-hmm. death dogs have more to bred the death dogs her feared war and hunting dogs from wolf-like predators that hunt the western wilderness these night hounds kill livestock and occasionally owners of livestock the Nighthound Pack's Foil Hunters. When a trap or tactic brings down one hound, the rest of a pack learn to avoid the trap or defeat the tactic. Their cunning matches the rats. That's interesting. That's Ooh. cool. Because they have rat tails. Yeah. Oh, wow. They got gaming notes for Bavmorda. Oh, gosh. Bavmorda's backstory is intense. It's yeah, like,
2: it it's actually kind of badass.
3: Oh, my gosh. She's a 36th level wizard.
2: I would love to run a Willow one off rpg but the twist is uh because it's like when would it take place and i I came up with this idea where you'll play as either maybe a wizard or two wizards and the rest would be disgraced knights of galandorn because when once she takes over those knights are disgraced and they're gone and they're split and because they've all failed or whatever so the the quest would simply be a one-off quest where one of the party is a wizard or maybe none of them are but let's assume that someone wants to be a wizard they say look I've gathered you guys here today because you're the last surviving knights of Galandorn, and I'm a, a, a mediocre wizard at best, but if you want to regain your honor, we need to assassinate Queen Bavmorda. And I know that by myself, I wouldn't stand a chance, I, I'm not even close, but if we can set a trap, and we can distract her, and, and her powers are spread too thin, we might get lucky. <laughs> we might have strike a killing blow, and that's enough to get people started. So basically, it's a quest where you most likely will die by the end, but I, I think it would be really fun to play and really interesting. Instead of playing like an evil campaign where you're going to just kill people left and right, here, these are good guys on an assassination mission. Right. So there could be something really cool about that, and I would love to do that.
3: There's even two solid pages for Ethna, the midwife. Yeah. Who saved Laura Dana.
2: Yeah, dude, there's so much rich history to go She's through a here.
3: Zero level normal person yeah you <laughs> made it
1: pretty far considering yeah. i
3: gotta say two months according to this yeah, yeah
1: so look forward to further examinations of the world of willow from willow sourcebook and of course our conversation with the man who wrote it in the near future And uh, hey, if you like State of the Empire, let us know. Let us know what kind of stuff you want to hear most about from the world of Star Wars. Or Willow. If you want to hear something about Willow, we'll read you the part of the book. There's a new way to listen to State of the Empire. State of the Empire and Pokeballs of Steelix are two of our first shows that we've dumped entirely onto YouTube. It's a new way to share the show. And not to mention that all nerdy show programming, including State of the Empire, is being moved to SoundCloud. So in the near, very near future, you'll see that on uh, nerdyshow.com, all of the podcasts, with the exception of some older archive shows, are all uh, linked to SoundCloud. If you've never used SoundCloud before, it's kind of like the YouTube of noise. And uh, yeah. but
2: it's cool because like I, I love how you can comment at specific parts on the on the timeline. Yeah, so you can see where everyone's talking. It's like oh boy, so I bet something funny or terrible is about to happen, and then it pops up, and then you can add your two cents to it right there. And it's really easy to share as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. So now for the first time ever, actually, our our former plugin that we have been using for all these years over at Nerdy Show didn't allow us to embed podcasts anywhere. So now you can actually. If you want to share Nerdy Show with somebody, it's as easy as dumping the SoundCloud URL onto their Facebook page, and it looks real nice, too. Yeah, you can play it right from the
2: Facebook feed, too. I was actually listening to an earlier episode of Ghostbusters while I was updating about the newest one right there in my in my main Facebook feed. It was really cool.
1: So, yeah, look forward to more connectivity from Nerdy Show. That's what we're doing right now. We're going to be putting a ton of our older content and all of our new content up on YouTube as well as SoundCloud, but... Uh, SoundCloud is our main hosting place. They've got a real good thing going on there, and we're excited about uh, publishing all of our shows through SoundCloud. Last month was a lot of fun. Last week, we put out a Dungeons and Doritos episode, so this is our first chance to update on how things went down with the support drive. Nerdy Show is an entirely listener supported podcast network, and all of our other projects, including things like uh, Nerdy FM or our YouTube videos, are completely listener supported by you. And uh, when you support us, and any amount helps, no matter how small, no matter how large. We graciously thank you, and we send you a ton of cool outtakes and other stuff in your email. New perks from this month include 20 minutes of uh, outtakes from various 2014 Nerdy Show shows, including some of our special guests and uh, and many, many hosts. Uh, sometimes some of our bonus perks will be like, oh, well, here's a selection of, of outtakes from a single episode because there were so many. And sometimes they will be like one or two. That's uh, too long for us to throw hidden at the end of an episode. And uh, so this whole potpourri of nerdy show weirdness stacks up. And so now we've got 20 minutes of nerdy show weirdness <laughs> nice. for your listening pleasure. And uh, if we make it to $600 this month, because every amount helps, 300 is our minimum goal for the network cost. But if we make it to $600, you will unlock 15 minutes, maybe even a little bit more after this episode of State of the Empire outtakes from our past three episodes. Oh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> And last month was a Dungeons and Doritos support drive, where in addition to you getting cool stuff and supporting the network, you also got to decide what would be the next campaign that Dungeons and Doritos would do. Last month we made four hundred and eighty-three dollars, and the Dungeons and Doritos campaign that won was "Perchance to Dream," suggested by Sage Zero, with one hundred and forty-three dollars, also sponsored by Robert Rangel and Muckraker. It, it narrowly beat out Ape of a Thousand Dicks by just a little over $10.
2: Wow, because that, that one was in the lead for so long. Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah, Ape of a Thousand Dicks was 131 and Perchance to Dream was 143 I think Hex Boom. is really, very relieved to hear that.
3: Uh, well, I was really <laughs> hoping we could do that very Joseph Campbell approach, where it's a, a, the, the Ape of a Thousand Dicks, just like the Hero of a Thousand Faces. So. It's interpreted
2: in a thousand Everyone's different ways. Everyone's talking
3: about that ape's dick in a different way. It's like that Batman the Animated Series episode
1: almost got him, you know? Yeah! Uh, I used a rock. (coughs) It was a really big rock.
2: (laughs) Are we going to play Dick Puncher at the end of this episode? I gotta say, I love that song. How how many times are we going to play
1: Dick Puncher? I don't know. I don't know, but it's uh, never
2: enough. Never Never enough. enough.
1: We gotta give some shout-outs to some people who contributed right at the end there. Uh, Benjamin Weatherall said keep up the awesome work guys i'll go with the glampires crystal web we won't win but i love me some bowie and get excited man because immediately after us recording this episode we are recording a new lightning dogs episode oh that will be premiering shortly but first i have an interview with weird al yankovic and that's what's coming up next what not in this episode but the next episode that comes out so look forward to that but i really like weird al yeah so wait for it man subscribe to nerdy show if you haven't haven't subscribed Subscribe on SoundCloud, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on iTunes. All the subscriptions. We 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 try to make it easy as possible. Subscribe on the internet. Yeah. If there's a way that you want to subscribe that you can't subscribe, tell us about that way that you can't subscribe so we can make you subscribe that way. Huh. That's what it's all about. All right. Alexander Alverson said, $5 to the ape of a thousand dicks. Perhaps this will reveal the true origins of the movie Dick Puncher. (laughs) Perfect. Hoodoo Voodoo said, my wallet can't repel dicks of this magnitude. <laughs> I concede defeat, ape of a thousand dicks, good game. And yet, Hoodoo Voodoo, perchance the dream was triumphant. You backed the wrong horse. <laughs> backed the wrong ape, it seems like. <laughs> Muckraker said, to sleep, perchance to dream. To dream is endless. Perchance to dream, damn it! <laughs> anti-snipe. And that was the killing blow. The anti-snipe nice. blow that secured it. And then also we got to give a shout out to Pestilence who decided that they were all good and he would not single a single one of these out. Pestilence, you're a good egg. Then this month, the glorious month of July, Dr. Zombie Pop said, wow, has it really been three years since you guys helped give me the awesomest anniversary present ever? That, of course, being the original fan-chosen Dungeons & Doritos episode that he chose for his beloved bride till death do us part. And then a brand new face on the support drive Temsu said, "Hi, nerdy show. I've gotten to enjoy your work for a long time now. I wanted to give back by contributing. What I have attached is a fan fiction. Oh, this—it's D and D and Lightning Dogs. In the middle of last month's support drive, I thought of an idea. Then I checked the forums and saw that there was already a Lightning Dogs and Dungeons and crossover option listed. I didn't want to step in on anybody's toes as a newcomer. Still, and this is in my best Doctor Stan's voice." I couldn't help it. It just popped in there. <laughs> <laughs> so I fleshed out the idea, and I'm sending it to you now. I know you have plans for Lightning Dogs, and I know this fanfic isn't canon. If you want to put it up on the site, that's awesome. If you want to keep it on the down low, I have no problem with that. It's more for you guys than anything else. I wish all of you the best, and I hope you enjoy it. And Temsu, we totally did.
3: It was pretty amazing.
1: You can find that fanfic up at either the Dungeons & fan love page or the Lightning Dogs fan love page. It's on both. Really great characterization. Like, you got the voices of the D&D crew down pat, and, uh... And nailed pretty close to some of the lightning dogs, I gotta (laughs) say. Like,
2: not not too far off.
1: (laughs) So, well played. Very well played. And, um, if you guys want to check that out, there'll be a link directly to it on this episode's page. Thank you guys for contributing. Now, if you got anything you can chip in, please do. We gotta make at least $300 every month, and of course, if you want those State of the Empire perks, that's the $600 stretch goal but if you don't there- contribute, I have to go back on the street. Yeah. We got to throw Hex out on the street. Please don't make us on the that.
3: corner. I don't want to do tricks again.
1: It's I'm hard afraid. feeding five midgets stacked on top of each other inside of a trench coat. <laughs> so you didn't know that about Hex? No, I, I no, didn't. it's
2: convincing. so he's he's, he's basically like the terror terriers from, uh, <laughs> from the diamond dogs.
1: Maybe. We can't get into that yet. We
2: haven't really established what the territory is. Tune,
3: out, tune in two weeks from now to find out what we don't the answer? Is Hex really a lightning dog in the sky? Uh, well, we just start off the episode with, no, and then jump into lightning <laughs> dogs.
1: <laughs> there's one more way you can support us. That is Amazon. If you buy things through our Amazon link, there's a button on our front page. It says, support Nerdy Show, shop Amazon. Click that link. It'll take you to a forum page. You can choose the U.S., the Canadian, or the U.K. listings. If you go through that link, get to Amazon from those links. Anything you buy there, we get a cut of. It's actually pretty substantial. You don't have to pay any more money. You're just buying the stuff you normally would. Shop for birthdays, shop for holidays, all that stuff, and you give back to Nerdy Show.
3: Hey, if you want to buy us stuff and give us money twice, we're okay with that.
1: And if if you buy something big on Amazon and you want to send us an email about that and say, Nerdy Show, I love you guys. I can't afford to just give you money but I bought a big fucking TV. (laughs) We'll read your message. We'll say thanks to you. That's great. Info at nerdyshow.com. That's where to mail it to. Send us pictures of you and your TV. We really (laughs) like that. You're from the internet. We're from the internet. We all buy things on Amazon. So if you buy your Amazon things through our links, You're giving back to the show. It's completely effortless. All you have to do is type in nerdyshow.com instead of amazon.com. Yeah. Pretty sweet deal for everybody all around, I think. Everybody wins, guys. Everybody wins. So, thank you so much for listening to the State of the Empire. We'll be back with more Star Wars news when there's time. I have a Star Wars joke. Oh, you have a Star Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Star Wars jokes. I totally forgot about the Star Wars jokes.
2: Uh, Depending on how lame they are, I might have to stretch it into two or three. Here's an old one. This is is one of the first ones I found, and I've been saving it because I I didn't want to say it. (laughs) So, Hex, what, what do you call a Sith who won't fight?
3: I don't know, Doug. What do you call a Sith that won't fight? A Sithy. <laughs> uh, uh,
2: I'll we, give you another. What do you call a person who uh, brings a Rancor at dinner?
3: I want to guess the appetizer? Yes, the
6: appetizer. <laughs> <laughs> That's one
3: point. You have one point, sir. <laughs>
2: All right, I'll give you this you got that one. one. last one? Did you hear about uh the Ewoks who got married in that tree?
3: No, uh, what about the Ewoks that got married in that tree? Uh it was just really sappy. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and on that foul note, <laughs> here's something extremely exciting. It's a track premiere, a brand new song from Cyphride's soon to be released Season 5 album. This song has never been played before. It's exclusive to this episode until the record comes out. Please enjoy, The Empire Kicks Back.
5: It's
4: so many troops, i one hitting Luke, you people wonder why. The training's intense, it's funny, well spent, but they're always drunk and high. We're running, we're gunning, so. Number one and a princess gets taken, a planet gets done And but Death Star has the parties that only tyranny can buy So join our cause, cause once you embrace the dark side I promise you will be amazed The party with us will make you betray The light with their boring and celibate ways They'll be hitting a bottle of Jim and he's mumbling Padme, are clear him I'm rocking a glow stick with severing limbs And we'll slaughter some Ewoks on a whim party on the Death
6: Star
5: Howdy Howdy
4: Fighting a war So join us Cause face it, There's nowhere to hide And do all the things That the Jedi's deny Take over Cloud City But leave them alive Then party with Lando At 45. This party gets better All the time
1: End of the episode. Well, I've got some sexy secret things to tell you. Uh, not really too secret. I do say them at the end of every episode. But if you liked what you heard, it is imperative that you follow my every word. First, I want to thank you for listening to Nerdy Show. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows in the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend, rating and reviewing us on iTunes, shopping at NerdyShow.com/store, or most importantly, by directly donating to the network. Any size contribution gets you exclusive Nerdy Show outtakes, dramatic readings, images, and other crazy stuff and lets you participate in our monthly support drives. Just go to nerdyshow.com support to chip in. But if you really want to level up, find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming. Just visit nerdyshow.com sponsorships. For more episodes of Nerdy Show, as well as other fine programs, community forums, videos, articles, and more, head over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to all Nerdy Show podcasts via the iTunes store and for the latest news follow us on all your favorite social networks. So to recap, tell a friend, donate to the show and connect with the entire Nerdy Show network crew online. We're glad to be your home for authentic nerdy entertainment. When you described Palpatine's forehead as basically a butt, I immediately
2: said no, Watto's butt. <laughs> it looks like Watto's butt. <laughs>